That thing freaks me out. I mean, who's ever seen a blue bunny? Who's ever seen a seven-foot blue bunny, you mean? Jules chuckled. Exactly. It's like a mutant. Tell you what, then. Next time you can wear it. That way you don't have to look at it, Jules said helpfully, earning herself an arched, beautifully threaded eyebrow from Daisy. There won't be a next time, Nettie said curtly. It was two days later and she still had the bruises on her arms and torso to show for her misadventure. Plus her neck felt like she'd slept with her head on a brick. Well, that combination is clearly what we need to tap into again, Mike said, beginning to prowl once more, clicking his fingers rhythmically. Nettie stared at the patch of thinning hair on the back of his head as he stopped and surveyed the up-down zigzags on the chart. Donations were up 76% after Nettie's stunt. It really engaged the audience and caught their imagination. He spun on his heel and pointed at Jules intently. Nettie could imagine him practicing the move in his bedroom mirror, perhaps imagining he was Clint Eastwood and with a pistol in his hand, rather than a remote control. Hardcore and cute, you say? Yep. Jules looked back at Nettie, who was sitting beside her. You did look adorable whizzing down the ice like that. Your little arms flailing about, ears flying. Yeah, it was the ears I loved. They were hilarious, Caro snorted from across the table. Honestly, you couldn't have planned the whole thing better. <laughs> no chance Nettie would have signed up for that in advance. You've got a thing about heights, haven't you? And speed, Nettie mumbled quite sure she had a borderline case of PTSD. Well, the good news is you survived, Jules said, patting her on the hand. Another bicky. Thanks. Nettie nibbled at the edges of the custard cream. She needed the sugar. She wasn't sleeping well at the moment. Ladies, if we could focus on the matter in hand, please. Mike had put on his sarcastic voice, but it only served to make him sound needy, and Daisy resumed filing her nails. I'm sorry I missed the stunt. It would have been good to see. We need to come up with more ideas like this. I can show you, Caro said, tapping quickly on her iPad and then picking up the Apple TV remote on the table. As their IT and data analyst, she was the go-to person for anything technical and spare charging cables. I already asked White Tiger for the footage. There, I've sent it to your inboxes, Caro said with customary boredom. Her higher intellect meant she rarely engaged below a certain interest level. Oh, right, Mike said, his face brightening as the screen on the wall was switched on. Righty-ho, well, let's see what we've got here then. He straightened up and Nettie swivelled her chair a little to get a better view of the white screen as titanium began pumping through the speakers, Mike nodding his head in time to the beat. The camera angle was wide, panning over the crowds, their heads flashing red, pink, white and blue in the strobe lights. Nettie felt sick, actually sick, as the lens picked up the menacing white ice wall that meandered between them all.
the riders already shooting down it in a clash of flashing skates and jutting elbows. Then she saw it. The blue blob that looked like a glob of blue tack from the wide-angle camera, tipping over, heavy-headed, at the top of the ramp, its padded paws as frictionless and unsteerable as if a pillow had been thrown down. Nettie felt her heart catch as she watched the blue bunny rapidly pick up speed. Within three seconds, she must surely have been doing sixty miles per hour, her arms flailing, the bucket dangling uselessly at her elbow, and ears flying, just as the girls had said. Her hand clapped over her mouth in aghast horror as she watched the bunny ricochet off the chicanes like a cartoon character. Up one moment, doubled over the next. It was so hard to believe it was her in there, even though her body still all too clearly...